Okay, hello. Um, welcome to the very first episode of Behind the Standards. We're just going to be real today. Actually, just go over what this podcast is truly about, what it's going to do, and then a few other things. So, in this podcast behind the standards I would like to help students or alumni young adults possibly even you know adult adults realize that they weren't alone then and they're definitely not alone now in anything that is happening in their life anything that happened in their life. I want to truly help people adjust the standards for themselves by also helping other people to learn how their standards affect other people's progress. And, of course, knowing that somebody else has gone through a similar situation can be comforting. So it's always comforting to me to know that people relate to my situation or I relate to theirs. Most of the time it's if I relate to theirs, I'm like, wow, okay, I'm not alone. Like this feels really good. Um, I'm going to go over pretty much everything that has happened in the past four years in college. I'm a senior now. I'm graduating in December and I've been here since 2018. I'm ready to go, obviously. I mean, who isn't ready to go as a senior? Even in high school, you're ready to be done. So you're going to hear every single up and down that occurred mentally and physically, all those challenges. And a lot of those challenges will probably resonate with a lot of people at the same time. You might relate and you might not relate. You might just want to hear it and then be like, wow, I don't relate to any of that. That's cool. Hopefully you do, though. Because hopefully I can provide some advice from my own experience, especially if you're just starting out in college, that might help you. Um, Let's see. It's going to bring to light how expectations and standards can sometimes be too high. And with that being said, they might be high enough to cause failure, uh, along with anxiety, depressive episodes, and tons of overcompensation. Um, And I say depressive episodes because not everybody has clinical depression, and I don't want to sit here and say, just because I'm sad, I'm depressed. A lot of people have literal diagnosed depression, and I'm not going to sit here and say, I have depression just because I'm sad. No, you're just sad. You are sad, you're overwhelmed, you're taking a lot on your plate, and that's okay. It's okay to be sad, but I'm actually not going to sit here and say that I'm depressed because in any of those scenarios, because I wasn't. I was just having a 
significantly sad episode in that time in my life. Whether it was like an hour or like two weeks. It's definitely an episode for sure. Especially when I first moved here, but we'll get into that. So this is going to range my personal experiences through all the four years flowing in and out of poor, poor physical and mental health, sizing, realizations, and of course, all the standards that were placed by myself, by other people, by whoever. Um, I'm going to try and mention some of the solutions that I've come up with to learn Um, Honestly, in the past two years, because I didn't have any solutions in the first two, and I'm still figuring them out now. They've just helped me in the past two years. They've been there. I've tried to come up with them through other people, and most of the time, other people's solutions did help me, and I was like, I'm just going to make up my own. Nope, they've been through it. They know. Some people's solutions didn't work for me. A lot of people had great solutions. And I finally opened up my mind to a lot of things that I didn't come up with. And I'm not, like, controlling in any way. I'm like, oh, I have to come up with it. I don't care. I just wasn't coming up with it. And I wasn't looking for any solutions because I didn't think there was a problem. There definitely was a problem. So, overall, in explaining what this podcast is going to be for you and for myself, um, all in all, holding tight to the brutally high expectations put in place by generations far, long, long ago that don't need to be in place anymore, just, just try and, like, shake them. Just try and shake them off because they're pointless now. If they were set in the 80s, why would they still work now when society is completely different? Like, literally so different from the 80s. There's almost... We might be taking back their style, but we're definitely not taking anything else from people who... And even, like, people from a different decade than us that were born, completely separate time, had different parents than us, you know, grandparents and whoever else, they set those standards for the people that they love because they love them in those times. Now, I mean, speaking on my experience, my parents have changed their standards and their way of accepting and seeing success over the years because they now know through society's differences that accepting is the best sign of showing that you are proud of the success that's going on in your child, your friend, all their lives. It's the best way of proving to your child that you're proud of them, you accept what they're doing, whether you don't really fully accept it, you know, it's like, let them learn. I definitely 
had to learn myself with a lot of stuff. So with the standards set, but because I went against them, I was like, well, now I have to learn all over again by myself. So just something to think about. It's not the same as it used to be. And times have changed. And thankfully, I can like proudly say that my parents have been proud of a lot that I've done, even when I did fail at a ton of things. They were like, yo, you failed, but like, you're gonna do it. Like, I believe in you that you're going to do it and get it done a better way next time. So I always appreciate that. And holding on to those expectations can impact your emotions in many unpleasant ways. So our perception becomes a reality. And when that reality is blurred by only a mind that's not even yours, emotional disturbance sticks around for a while. You're going to feel just sick and drained. And because you're being... You're taking on a mind that's not yours. And you're trying to live your life through somebody else's thoughts. And that's just not... It's just not the way to do it. You have to do it yourself. You have to struggle yourself and figure it out. And once you do figure it out, you can set your own standards. But small baby steps. Don't set a 25 bulleted list of steps on how to do this or how to do that or what I'm going to do this weekend or blah, blah, blah. You're going to feel so pressured to get that list done, which is only one thing, by the way. You made a list on how to do something. That's not a grocery list. A 25 bulleted grocery list, that's not bad. But a bulleted list on how to do something or a, a deadline for yourself and then you have so much other stuff going on, you're going to be so emotionally drained and unhappy with all the stuff in the present day. Because you keep looking so far into the future that all the stuff in the present day just blurs away and becomes just stress every single day. You're just, like, stressing every day. You can't get enough sleep. All this other stuff. And, like... Again, speaking from experience, I've done this to myself. I honestly did it, like, last weekend. Literally. I did it this weekend. Because I took on too many roles to play in my life. And I really only set up to have two roles. But now I have, like, four. So. It's way easier said than done. But always something good to think about. So... I'm planning for this podcast to enlighten and then also calm and clear the minds that have been sold and captivated by any social and family standards that have been placed on them to think that this is okay. This is what you have to do. You have to do this. And that's what I think a toxic standard is because there are plenty of positive standards like again making baby steps for something that you really want to strive for say you really want to get that job or you really want 
to finally plan like a whole day to hang out with your friends or you have this you want to write a book okay you want to write a book that's like literally baby steps you can't write the whole book in one day it doesn't work like that even if you did it's not gonna be good because you went ahead and did it all at once like i can try and clean my entire house at once takes me like eight hours then i just wasted my entire day but cleaning makes me happy so that's why i do it and yeah just what i'm gonna do is speak from my experience and go from there and try to just give all of the advice that i possibly can to make your life a little bit easier just to give some insight. You honestly don't have to take this advice. But just insight on the fact that you are not alone. And I've been through it. We've been through it. I'm sure you completely understand. Because if you were talking to me about your life, I'd be like, yeah, I completely understand. I get it. I haven't been exactly in your shoes and in your exact same situation. But I've been in something similar and I felt the emotion that you're feeling, even if it wasn't for the same thing. Because a lot of people love, love to compare. They love it. You're like, oh, yeah, well, I, I went, uh, I did a four-mile jog the other morning at um, 9 a.m. They're like, oh, I did a six-mile six jog at 5 a.m. That's cool. I was just telling you about my weekend, man. Like, it's all good. I don't have to sit here and compare. But when somebody does compare, I'm like, oh, wow, that's that's dope. You know? Because you don't want to sit there and knock them down. Maybe they don't even notice that they're comparing. Because I know sometimes I do that, too. Because I just want to, like, I want to agree with them and have a conversation with them at the same time. I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes, no, that is so hard. I did the same thing, so I totally know how you feel. You're not alone. So maybe it's not always comparing, and it might feel like comparing to you. People do love to compare, though. I will say that. That's like a, like a fighting mode. They're just like, oh, I want to be the best at everything. That's cool. You can be the best at whatever you're doing. But what I'm doing is the best for me. And I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Because it's what's good for me. I can't sit here. And if I don't want to run six miles, I'm not going to run six miles. I don't have to. Nobody's telling me to do it. I did the three or four because I felt good and I wanted to do it that morning. It was nice outside. That's pretty much it. But I do that a lot, actually. I, I do try to relate to somebody else's situation and conversate about it. Like somebody's like, oh, I had this, uh, I had this great, whatever, I, don't, I don't really know. I had this great steak the other night. Oh my god, me too. I had, I had this, whatever, I had this filet. It was so good. Blah, blah, Made it with this, made it with that. And then they're like, maybe in their head, they're like, oh, well, they're trying to top what I'm doing. No, I'm not personally trying to top what you're doing. I'm just trying to resonate with what you're saying and let you know that I relate to your situation and I did the same thing. And I find that super cool because now we have something in common. That's kind of 
another way people could say, oh, well, you're comparing. Maybe they're not really actually comparing themselves. So, always something to think about. But people who are like, yeah, no, I did that, but I, I did it with this instead. And it was like, whatever else, like, oh, yeah, I ran three miles at 9 a.m. And then they come up and say, oh, well, I ran nine with ankle weights on. Yeah, they're comparing now. They definitely are. That's, uh, that's a lot. I would never do that. But speaking to people <laughs> in general is so much fun. We love doing it. It's great. Um, starting off with the first and biggest thing that I want to talk about is the start of me being in Georgia, which is moving, moving to Georgia. Um, difficult, very like fragile moment for me, but also super eye opening and very fun. I enjoyed moving here. Um, the very first day, very sad. Um, I got accepted into the university three days before I had to move here. So that was a lot, actually. I was like, okay, looks like I got to move now. And then I did. And I moved. And I did it so quick. I transferred my job over to the same corporation that was there. And worked there for about a year. Made a ton of friends. Went to school. Did my thing. And then I started serving, realized that I made a little bit more money there, and I was kind of getting washed out with my old job, a little bit drained, just, you know, the same repetitive everyday kind of thing. And I love change. I, I love moving. I love meeting new people. I love it. I love change. It's weird. A lot of people like change too, though. I've met a lot of people that are like, I love moving, and I love, you know, just changing jobs and doing whatever else, and I'm like, okay, I know, I, I honestly thought that I was alone in that for sure, um, but then I found out that other people enjoyed doing it too, they, they prefer a clean slate, not that anything bad happened at the other place, but they just like a new, fresh vibe, kind of, kind of like when you know it's two in the morning and you just decide to rearrange your whole room, that's kind of like the little boost of serotonin that you get when you move somewhere or you get a new job or meet new people and you have a new friend group and you're like, wow, this is so much fun. It's something new. It's out of the ordinary. The routine's cut off a little bit, you know, and you can just start fresh or whatever, whatever you want to do. I think it's great. I love it. So then I quit serving overall. And it ended up just serving alcohol. And that's when I realized with that job, I only needed that job to make enough money to live where I needed to live. So that's when I became like the happiest with myself. I was like, okay, cool. I've made it. Um, I was about a junior now. I started in 2020. Yeah, started in 2020. Um... June. 
So kind of like in the midst of the end-ish of COVID, for Georgia at least, South Georgia. Um, and that was great. I met a ton of people at my first job, met a ton of people at my second job, and I met a ton of people where I work now. Um, all great people. So that was very uplifting for me. The parts now are a lot better than the parts back then. I did meet a, like, fantastic friend group when I first moved here. Like, I love them. I still talk to them every single day, almost. Um, They helped me through a ton of stuff. They saw me through a ton of stuff. They did a ton of stuff with me. We, We just... Everything was great. It was a great time. And I fell into drinking a ton. Like, every single day I was drinking heavily. And that was, like, where I took the worst turn of my life. Pretty much. Just mentally, honestly. Not even... Okay, not mentally, then. Physically. I gained more weight than I needed to, definitely had some weight on when I went to college that I didn't want on, and then I was like, wow, nobody cares about that, so whatever, like, we're all just having a good time, and we keep having a good time, so I assumed that everyone was just cool with letting our bodies slip out of that healthy routine, And mentally, all of us went straight down the drain. Like, the whole friend group, we were like, now we look back at it and we're like, wow, that was, like, really our life. Like, I I have Snapchat memories just pop up every single day of us drinking four years ago, three years ago. Like, we were just going ham for no reason at all. No reason. We had no business doing all of that for real and then kind of cut it off a little bit was like okay take a little break a little breaky break it's fine we need to we need to figure this out we need to figure our life out because i ended up failing courses that i didn't want to fail and i this was not because i was drunk Oh, Lord. Not because I was drunk at all. I got a huge concussion. 100% sober. 9.30 in the morning. Three years ago. And it was very bad for my overall health. Everything health-wise was in the drain. Flowing down the drain. Far. And I had, like, super severe concussion. Hit up against the wall hurt my back really bad, and then didn't realize I had a concussion until I took a shower the next morning. Went to sleep that night, didn't know I had one, just had a headache, but I normally get headaches, like, every single day. So this was, like, I was like, oh, well, that's fine, whatever. I always get them. So then I went to shower the next morning, and I touched my left side of my head, 
and the whole thing was bruised from like top to the bottom just completely bruised and then because i felt that i was like oh oh that's what happened and then i blacked out in the shower hit my head again then i was like okay cool no more showers got it went to take a bath water was like lukewarm almost cold still too hot for me though in in that moment i take burning hot showers now like i mean forget about it but um tried to get out of the bathtub actually rolled out of the bathtub hit my head on the floor then ran my face under cold water came back to life it was just like overall experience of just not having a great time so that's another reason I cut drinking out for quite some time. I wasn't able to work for three months. Also rough for finances because I was only serving at a slow restaurant at the time. Wasn't making any money to begin with, so couldn't really save that well. And then um, just went to school, did my thing. It was very difficult to drive because I wasn't able to turn my head very well. Um back was hurting all the time had to cut out the gym because of obvious reasons and then yeah that was definitely a huge part of my life and now I get migraines almost every other day especially when the weather is bad if you have a migraine you totally understand about the weather thing everybody else doesn't believe it but it's true. 100% true. Just do, you know, a quick little Google search and you will understand what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, found that group of friends. They were extremely supportive through the entire thing. Like, stayed and hung out with me in my room while I was just crippled in my bed. Had to get, like, a heart monitor on me for 24 hours they found out that my platelet count was super high. Um, I got an EEG done. They said I had silent seizures. Another reason for like triggering the migraines. I don't think I have half of that stuff anymore. I think the concussion just triggered all of it and heightened every like sense in my body. And I was like trying to like, my body is like freaking out. It's like, yo, what did you do to me? I don't know. I literally just sat in a, sat in one of those like Papasan chairs that if it's not placed like correctly it falls out of place and then you fall off the chair um unfortunately i was backed into a corner in that chair and then yeah the rest is history fell backwards and just you know did my thing so yeah and then i moved into let's see that's pretty much the first two years was just partying, partying, working, school a little bit, partying, working, going out after work, never before work. I wasn't that kind of person, but I was like, oh yeah, need to be sober for work. Thank God. Like what? I don't know who can, I don't know who can do that. A lot of people, I mean, they do whatever they want. And that's, that's them. That's not me, though. I can't do that. 
So, leaving family was definitely the hard part of it all. Finding friends was not hard. I'm extrovert 100% through and through. I talk to anyone and everyone, whether I enjoy it or not. And my family is, like, the the all-time friend group. Like, if I could pick a friend group and be like, yeah, I want them, I'm picking them. That's, that's it. That's the friend group right there. They're, like, there for you through and through. Even if they, like, weren't my family, they're just those kind of people. They would be there for you. I just know that that's the style of human that they are. They're designed to be there for you. And then I also think about don't you don't always have to you have to split it up. You have to have a be there for somebody and be there for yourself balance. Because tough times for someone else, you could also be going through a tough time as well. So you can't forget to take care of yourself. Anyways, that's just something I wanted to spit in there because can't forget about that. Just because you're always there for somebody doesn't mean that has to be the only thing that you do to make you feel good. You be there for yourself too. Don't ever forget that. So they're amazing. I love them. All of them. There's a lot. I won't name them. But they know who they are. And yeah, leaving them was difficult considering I saw them all crying when I left. When they left me, they they dropped me off and then they had to drive all the way back home. Very upset. I was like, wow. Because we we do everything together. Like the best friend group. Everything together. Like just chill in each other's rooms and like vibe you know, and my brother and sister were super young, so, like, they were, you know, they're a lot tighter now, like, with their friend groups meshing together in high school, they're a lot tighter now than they were, that's awesome, I love that, and being the one that's left there, definitely super difficult, um, and, from experience of leaving somebody and and they stay and you go that's super hard like i don't i don't know it is very difficult being the lever <laughs> rather than you staying there cuz like you staying you're kind of like okay well i don't have to like sit and think about anything i have a lot of stuff to take my mind off of this topic of me being sad I have a lot to sit here. I had a lot of stuff to sit there and figure out. I had a lot of stuff to do on my laptop and figure out what to do for classes. Because like I said, I moved three days before I had to start classes. I had so much to unpack and and do. And of course, like I'm texting them. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, this is crazy. Whatever, whatever. Um, They said they left my door closed for like two weeks and just left it like untouched. It's almost like I died, but I, but I didn't, I was just left there, <laughs> but 
moving was it was interesting it was really fun because i was alone and i love being alone i love it it's my like time to just sit there and do whatever it is that i want to do because you know you're alone you're just chilling you're like what else nobody's here to to tell me what to do or make me go do something with them because 90% of the time I just want to like chill and because I am always doing so much stuff so whenever I get the chance to be alone and relax I'm like I'm definitely taking that over anything else and yeah I mean I don't want to sit here and rant pretty much about how much I like being alone but I definitely am very good at distracting myself with throwing a ton on my plate. Like, a ton. I'm like, all right, well, I can do this. I can do this for three hours. I can do this for three hours. Blah, blah, blah. Come home, shower, go to bed, do it all again the next day at 7 a.m. and whatever else. Like, I was a huge people pleaser. I said yes to everything. Like, anything and everything that people wanted to do, I was like, yeah, I'm totally in, 100%. And that led to poor financial choices, uh, poor mental health, poor physical health. And now I realize that you can be there for other people, but you have to be there for yourself as well. So that's pretty much me moving. There's going to be a lot more to it because I don't remember a lot of stuff ever. Um, I wrote a few things down, but that means nothing because there's a lot of it so and I only wrote down three bullet points so look at me go really doing the most right now so uh yeah behind the standards and that was probably the longest introduction that you've ever heard in your entire life but thanks for listening and I appreciate everything that all of my friends have done for me, my friends that are listening, and the people in my life, 100%. Um, I have my Instagram up for it, I have my Twitter up for it, and those will have updates on whenever the episodes are up. You can also shoot direct messages in there if there's something that you want me to talk about or elaborate more on. Um because my life is chaotic and there's plenty of stuff to talk about so yeah and the motto or slogan is go against the grain because setting those standards is it's you know it's wishy-washy you could you could set a good standard or you can set a extremely high unreasonable standard that isn't going to be reached in the time that you want it to be reached and then you're just going to it's just going to be a free-floating standard in your life, and you don't, you don't want that. So, okay. Peace out.